0: Anthony Richardson has been named the Colts' preseason starter. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listener of the day. It's your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store sign up with the promo code LOCKEDONNFL to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, our friendly sponsor of today's show. I am Zach Hicks, your boots on the ground for this week here in indianapolis joining me today is horseshoe huddles real boots on the ground jake arthur and one of my many roommates this week <laughs> one Roonies. of yeah one of my uh, many many roommates definitely the, the the well i would say alex is great but ellie is definitely the uh <laughs> she's the most demanding <laughs> the most demanding yeah. one uh for sure there on today's show guys we're going to talk about today's practice get into all the weeds and all the fun Mm -hmm. stuff that happened. Today's practice is very uh, short practice here. And then our second segment, we're going to dive into who we want to see most this weekend. And then obviously uh, to end it off we're going to talk some of your guys' questions. If you guys think the audio sounds a little weird at all, we are again in the same room right now for all of you audio people. So please let us know in the comments section, if uh, we sound a little different or anything like that, but some news and notes before we get into today's practice, Uh, Kareem Hunt did visit the Colts. This week, uh, he left without a deal. Apparently, he's looking for even more money than what the Colts were offering, which apparently they were offering even more than the Saints. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, They did make two signings, though. Jason Huntley, running back that used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think he was at New Mexico in college. And then uh, veteran tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, just adding to the 400 tight ends that they have uh, currently in camp. Uh, They waived... Uh, tight end LaMichael Petway and safety Michael Tootsie and corresponding moves there uh, so yeah those two are are currently out they again they still have like 10 tight ends though even despite um, waving LaMichael Petway uh, some news and notes from practice today there was like 15 guys that were out so
1: there's a laundry list
0: <laughs> yeah like legitimate laundry list like a CBS list of injured guys today yeah. it was it was a ton of dudes out so just listing them all off would be a little too crazy here. Uh, defense tackle McTelvin, a did go down with an ankle injury. He did return to practice, but he had to get it taped up. Uh, And then running back Kenyon Drake also left practice with an injury at the end of the day as well. So, um, yeah, this team's a little banged up right now, but yeah, (laughs) you know how it is kind of, kind
1: of be to, to be expected this time going into their first game. Anyone with any nicks and bruises that they don't want to exacerbate things is probably not going to play in the preseason, at least not this game. So we'll see if they get back next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think our biggest thing we got to talk about today, and again, this was a one-hour practice, no pads. So take everything we say about today's practice with a little grain of salt, but not the best day from the Colts' two quarterbacks. Uh, I know you have the exact number, so I'll kick it to you in a second, Jake. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, Anthony Richardson was a little bit erratic, (laughs) to say the least. You could say. Uh, He did have a really, really nice vertical throw to... Alec Pierce uh, Mm. late in practice in 11 on 11s where Pierce went up, contorted his body and made an Alec Pierce type uh, catch down the sideline. But outside of that, the quarterbacks, both of them, I mean, Minshew was a little more accurate, but he just, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, he did his practice thing. Um, Dink and dunk patrol. Dink and dunk, dink and dunk. But yeah, you have some of the numbers on the quarterbacks just to kind of illustrate how it wasn't great, right?
1: Yeah. So Anthony was five of 12 on the day. So that's like, 41 42% obviously not great. Uh again, highlighted by, by the the downfield back shoulder throw to Alec Pierce late in practice. That was a good one. Uh, and 7 on 7s he did have he did find Michael Pittman Jr in the back of the end zone for a score from like 15 20 yards out. So that was nice. Uh but overall the accuracy wasn't there. It was floating things. Um just, you know, a, a couple throws behind guys. So that was kind of footwork stuff, you know, if you don't plant those feet uh, and you're kind of throwing back off, off, off balance, it's going to sail on you. So kind of kind of some things to just kind of ground himself a little bit. All very correctable, not, not really concerning. That's been kind of the path he's followed in camp is a couple good days, a couple iffy days, and then a couple good days again. So uh, he's probably due for a decent performance <laughs> on Saturday against the Bills.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to hang my hat on, uh, you know, his worst days from what I've been seeing are the days without the full pads. Yeah. The days with the full pads is where he feels fine and he's been able to roll a little bit. So hopefully that that trend continues throughout the whole season. I don't care if he misses every single pass in practice as long as he's completing them in the game. So yeah. uh, we'll definitely see what happens this Saturday. He was named the starting quarterback uh, for this preseason game against the Buffalo Bills. So uh, I don't think that means too much for the regular season starting job, but... It's something, you know, yeah. I'm assuming Gardner Minshew will get the second game to start in that one, I think, against the, the Bears. I think he'll start that game, but Probably. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, overall, great day for the defense today, though. Uh, a couple standouts I hadn't jotted down were obviously Dio Adangbo, uh, Jannard Avery. Uh, again, no pads, so it's the defensive line's going to win against the offensive line more often than not. Uh, But Dio Dangba was constantly in the backfield, uh, just driving Bernard Ryman back in the quarterback's lap throughout the whole thing. Uh, And then um, Dallas Flowers at corner. I thought he was the big standout at corner today. Uh, It Seemed like everyone else. Again, it was just kind of the quarterbacks more missing than anything. Uh, But Flowers did make uh, like two or three pass breakups from what I saw. Did, did you catch anything from the defense that stood out besides those? No, it was pretty much those guys is how I'd have it. You know, Dio was just
1: constantly kind of putting the pressure on, on uh, Bernard Ryman, which again, they weren't in pads. So it's like the, the, the legal holding that offensive lineman can get away with right. wasn't a thing. And that that's kind of disadvantage offensive line all around, but yeah, Gennard Avery had a nice little would be sack against Richardson. Um, a rarity where they just blow the play dead. Like they normally let the offense play through that. They let Anthony roll out and find something downfield. That play was dead on arrival. So uh, nice play by Gennard Avery there. Um, let's see. I, I think, uh, Titus Leo, I, I noticed having, he was coached up a, a little bit by some of his, his, uh, teammates, which I always love to see. I saw Taekwon Lewis working with him in particular. I just really like watching the the veterans kind of, get hands on with the rookies and the young guys
0: to, to help them out a bit. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then going back to offense again, really rough day overall for the entire offense. I, like, I didn't see many standouts, but not even many big runs either. No, not many big runs, but I thought Alec Pierce and Josh Downs have both had really good days. Nice. Obviously, Pierce uh, has been a standout in camp so far. He did have a drop today on like a dig route, uh, I believe, with the first series of 11 on 11s, but had a couple other catches, including that vertical shot down the field. He's just been great. Like it's Yeah. It's really, really good to see. Uh, I was making a joke that he just looks so much more muscular this year. Like I don't know, like he might have gained weight, but if he gained weight at all, it's more through muscle than anything yeah. from last year.
1: No, he's filled out a little bit. That frame was real wiry when he came in from Cincinnati. He looks He's getting to where he's getting more of an NFL receiver frame now.
0: Yeah. And then, so. jo- yeah, Josh Downs looked night and day like the best slot receiver on the team. And, and not that Isaiah McKenzie had a bad day or anything, but it's just Josh Downs moves at like a different pace. Yeah. Like a much different pace. And he's so much more compact and physical. Even in the days where there's no pads like today, uh, you could really see he's just more like filled out more built than Isaiah McKenzie. And you could tell that he's just more explosive after the catch as well. So oh, yeah. Josh Downs had a ton of catches today, didn't he?
1: Yeah, that, that guy is smooth. I think he had four from Gardner Minshew, I think, today, just in 11 on 11s. Uh, so a lot of work from him. I, I know uh, our colleague, Drake Wally from Horseshoe Huddle, was really impressed. He, he wrote about Josh Downs after practice today mm-hmm. and how he's really kind of been making, making a case to get that starting slot receiver role. Uh, so no, Downs was really impressive. He's someone that obviously Gardner Minshew feels very comfortable targeting at all times, and it's
0: this wasn't the only
1: practice where he had
0: at least a few catches for Minshew. Yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think unlike I, like Richardson, I think has a good chance of starting Week One, mm-hmm. but I think Josh Downs is going to be a little bit slower before they get him the full time starting slot snaps, but. I do think it's ultimately just a matter of time. Like yeah, they'll probably get him in there uh, ahead of Isaiah McKenzie.
1: Well, it's, it just feels inevitable because it, it is similar to watching Anthony versus Gardner and Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie. Like the young guy just looks so much more the part or, or exciting abil- with an ability to do more. Like, mm-hmm. You just kind of see clear ceilings with the veterans there. And like you said, I just think it's a matter of time before the youth movement officially gets moving.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Coming up, guys, we're going to talk about some players that we want to see in this preseason game kind of excel or just I'm just curious to see what they can do. Yeah. August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, is back and even bigger with 15 million dollars of total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner last year the winner drafted their team in july so don't wait around visit fan visit underdogfantasy.com or find them at the app store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on and guys the colts are going to be off tomorrow for travel reasons and i'm also going to be off tomorrow for travel reasons, yeah. because I'll be traveling back to Virginia. Uh, but you guys can catch us right after the Colts-Bills game on Saturday. I think they're at, they're at 1 o'clock on Saturday, right? Yep, 1 o'clock kick. Yep, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock kick. We're going to be live right after the game to talk all about Saguna Luby and other players that stood out <laughs> in the game. All right, so we're diving into some players that we're excited to see. Obviously, I just made the I don't, quip. Yeah, about- <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm pretty curious to see who you're interested to watch.
0: I obviously made my Saguna Luby uh, quip there, which is... <laughs> you know, the, the main reason we're tuning into Saturday, but, uh, in all seriousness, all seriousness, you know, Anthony Richardson getting the start with the first team, uh, Steichen did say that more or less, you know, the starters are going to play the whole first quarter or just play a quarter. Yeah. It case, might case by case. Yeah. Basis. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. guys like Quentin Nelson and stuff might, might only play like a series or two. Yeah. Uh, but I do think we're going to see a player like Anthony Richardson out there for a minute. Uh, I'm just excited to see him in his first NFL action. Like I know it's going to be pretty watered down, uh, and I know that they're not going to run him too much. But it's our first time seeing our franchise quarterback in a Colts uniform on game day. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. That's ex- no matter what the context is, it's exciting. It is. It's,
1: it's it's something new, and it's in more of an official game capacity. The Bills should also have a pretty good defense. They have some exciting young players on that front. Uh, you know, Boogie Basham, Greg Russo, like I'm, I'm excited to see Anthony under pressure to see, you know, sure. He's probably going to run a couple times. We'll see how that goes. Um, but what does it look like him passing under pressure under duress? Does he make any of those kind of incredible throws we're used to seeing from him?
0: Jake, you're saying that you want to see him under pressure. That means, yeah, that
1: we... I mean, I don't want to see him get hit <laughs> too much, but like, I want to see him. I don't want to just be a clean pocket constantly. What, What does that show you? I wanna see a clean
0: pocket constantly. We didn't see many at all last year.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just used to being in the mud. I mean, I don't know.
0: I mean, (laughs) come on, man. We had so many many non-clean pockets. I even put in my notes here for the O-line not to suck is one of my biggest things I want to watch.
1: They cannot suck, but also pressure can happen (laughs) No pressure, no diamonds. Oh, man.
0: Oh, man. No, I want to see the O-line kind of have a pretty good game. Again, I I don't think Braden Smith we're going to see this weekend. Uh, I don't expect Quentin Nelson to play too much or Ryan Kelly to play too much. So, may- I would put Ryman, Fries, and Freeland out there for sure. Yeah, no, they're yeah. going to be out there for a minute. I, they'll yeah. at least be out there for the whole first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're going to see many of the veterans the whole time. But still, I want to see some bounce back from these guys. I want to yeah. see Will Fry is not getting beaten past protection. I want to see Ryman holding it down on the outside. Uh, Quinton Nelson looking like Quinton Nelson, even if it's only for like three snaps out there. Right. I want to see this offensive line not get worked out there. That's that's a pretty big thing for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's
1: obviously all we saw last year.
0: And, I mean, it's just
1: preseason, but to the Colts' benefit, to give them the benefit of the doubt, hopefully. You know, in the second half of last season, the offensive line obviously was improved. Bernard Ryman improved. Uh, you know, rookie Will Fry, second-year guy, he improved. Even the veterans kind of got their act together a bit. Uh, the Colts are putting – a lot at stake on these guys still being good this starting five being good this year uh so for the love of god let's let's see something let's see a stout so we want to get some running lanes a little push in the first level Mm -hmm. some open lanes a little bit of pressure not a lot no no
0: pressure all right (laughs) I don't I don't know what era ball you think this is, but there's <laughs> going to be some pressure. That's true. That's true. But talk about some running lanes. Mm-hmm. Let's just see if any of these uh, 20 just obscure backs that they have in camp right yeah. now can actually do anything in a preseason game. Because I think the guys that we're going into this preseason game with, and this is counting Kenyon Drake now, probably may, like probably being out. We're talking about yeah. a 30 year old running back who just got hurt in practice, so he's probably not practice or not playing in this game. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get Evan Hall, Jake Funk, Jason Huntley. Not even Xavier Scott. No, and that's it. I think it's just going to be those (laughs) three. I mean, maybe Xavier Scott's feeling a little better come weekend, but welcome Toriano
1: Clinton back to the show because they're probably going to have to keep his number on speed dial. Yeah, they're probably going to have to give him a contract
0: because, or just rebring him back because they just need another body. Can they keep him
1: on retainer? Like he's not always on the roster, but like he has a designated practice squad spot.
0: Right, right. But hey, at least Evan Hull's healthy right now, so we'll be able to see him a little bit out there. I want to see Evan Hull working with the first team and how he looks with those guys. So yeah. just any of these running backs to do something positive. I mean, I know again, most of them are hurt right now, but let's see if any of these guys behind them can actually do something.
1: Yeah. It's hull hype season. Like <laughs> this guy's going to get a lot of work. Cause he has to, uh, I imagine they're going to, they probably have to re-sign someone tomorrow or this afternoon makes a lot of sense to be Clinton. So, yeah, yeah. just literally for the sake of not having enough healthy bodies, they're going to have to bring someone in. But we're sure going to see what J- Jake Funk and Evan all have to offer.
0: Yep. And then um, uh, two more notes I had here. Bottom of the roster wide receivers, I don't think there's really been any uh, separation whatsoever down no. there. Like, Vincent Smith had some good days, but, again, he's like a 27-year-old receiver. Like, I don't know if the team's really going to value that. Yeah. Uh, outside of the top five guys, and that's with Isaiah McKenzie or Ash Duvalin being the fifth guy, I don't know if they keep six. So, will we have a Mike Strawn, Desmond Patman type preseason by some of these guys to to earn that last that last roster spot, or mm. will the Colts go into the season with five? Because as of right now, I just don't I don't think there is six receivers worth keeping on this roster.
1: No, I mean Mike Strawn's going to show out. That's just what he does. He's going to make a couple nice plays. Uh, You got to see, you know, maybe Juwan Winfrey. He hasn't had a spectacular camp, but I think he's been steady. Mm -hmm. I can't really recall many drops. I think he's a good route runner. You know, Cody Case has done some nice things. So while I don't really anticipate either of those guys doing something to earn a roster spot, like they could maybe separate themselves from like Malik Turner and, you know, just, just the guys who are there at the bottom. Rashad Perriman is an obvious option as well as a veteran who's been there, done that. Uh, has a vertical aspect to his game as well. So we'll see there. There's a few guys that could do it. We just haven't really seen it yet.
0: Yeah. And the last thing I'm I'm excited to look at is just these young corners in action Uh, because we've seen them in, in practices and we've seen them so far in camp and, the returns haven't really been that bad. Like no. Darryl Baker Jr.'s had a really strong camp and yes, he's been beat sometimes, but I really do think he's competing really well out there. Uh, Dallas Flowers has had his best practice. Juju Brens and Darius Rush are competitive on every single snap. Jalen Jones has had a really good preseason or, you know, uh, practice session so far. So I'm excited to see these young guys out there against different wide receivers and just see if they can continue stacking those days and and having good good performances against other wide receivers because if they come out here and get lit up by the Bills' backups, then we can be a little more concerned uh, with, with uh, going into the regular season. But I'm excited for them. I think they all have really good potential. I'm sure we'll see a couple penalties, though, on them yeah. out there. But I'm excited to see these young corners that have been playing fairly well in camp get out there against uh, some other wide receivers.
1: Yeah and you know last year I think the Bills were the first preseason game mm-hmm. as well and they it kind of was a little dose of reality because you thought the Colts were one thing and then some of their some of their receivers I think it were went out there and just kind of hit a wall against the, those defenders and it could be the other way around this time the, you know the Colts have some exciting young cornerbacks maybe they make things difficult for the the Bills receivers you know mm-hmm. uh Stefan Diggs not included yeah um but no, I, I mean, it's a it's really a chance to see what we've got. And we've seen around the NFL, you know, young corners who weren't first-rounders do really well. Like, Tariq Wollen comes to mind. I mean, as as, a, as an outlier, of course, that shouldn't be the expectation. But, you know, Juju Brents is a second-round pick. He could do really well. Darius Rush has had a phenomenal offseason. Like, he's he's had a pretty good camp, but, like, was really, really good during the spring. So – The Colts have some guys that can do it. I I mean, they really need a few guys to step up so we can see some definition to the step chart
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: or to really shore that up. But I I think those guys could be up for the challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just excited to see them out there in a real game setting and and just see how they, like, you know, like you said, pressure uh, causes diamonds or creates diamonds or whatever. I want to see if any of these guys can be diamonds or Mm -hmm. if they're just going to melt away into dust (laughs) out there. Uh, But coming up, we're going to switch over to some of your guys' fan questions and go through what you guys want us to talk about from Colts training camp. All right. So we had a comment before we even started streaming. That's going to be a quick one here about Rigoberto Sanchez Uh, has been back practicing and healthy after his injury last year. Uh, He's had a really rough go of it the last two years, but I have seen him out there every day. I mean, has he been out there for every single day for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, they don't punt every day, but he's out there participating in whatever the special teams is asked to do. So yeah, he's, he's had his days punting. He's out there doing his thing. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be the kickoff guy anymore. Uh, I don't think that's anything on him. I just think that, as I I told I think Andrew today, I was like Matt Gay is an absolute unit. Like <laughs> this dude can kick a freaking football. So. <laughs> I mean, that that, that will ease uh, Rigoberto's workload a little bit. But no, he's, he's been out there. He's looked perfectly
0: fine. That's good. That's good. Now we got a question for me about my tweet about the pistol formation being involved this year. Anything you can go in detail about pistol. So I'll try to keep this fairly contained here uh, on the podcast. But pistol formation is basically like a hybrid shotgun and under center formation where the quarterback is in the gun, but they're only like three yards behind the, the center rather than being back like the five to six to seven yards that you would be in typical shotgun formation. Uh, The advantages to pistol are you're basically running a single back offense like you would under center, but your quarterback is already in the gun that kind of eases up their reads, eases eases up their footwork, eases up their timing, makes stuff a little bit easier. Now, the biggest drawback in this set is it kind of limits your pass game. You're going to do a lot of half field read stuff. You really can't get to the backside too much, Uh, but it opens up so much in the run game in terms of getting that running back, that head start running downhill, but still keeping it in the gun, doing some read option stuff, having a lead blocker. If you go to an inverted uh, wing T or like, um, stuff like that in in the pocket so or wishbone inverted wishbone is what i meant to say there uh so you it opens up a lot in the run game it's more of an early down set or a red zone set Uh, but i have seen the colts doing quite a bit of it here in training camp my time out here they've only been doing it with one of the quarterbacks though and i think i know which one uh sam ellinger (laughs) sam ellinger with his two snaps per practice uh but no it's really mostly been richardson in the pistol uh and also doing some empty stuff so i i think that they are kind of tailoring that game pa- game plan towards Richardson. He did a lot of pistol stuff at Florida last year. I think that's something he's comfortable with. Uh, so, yeah, I think we can expect to see a, a healthy dose of pistol uh, this season. Uh, not not like a ton or anything like that. Steichen didn't really run it too much last year with the Eagles. Uh, but if it's something that Richardson's comfortable with, I think we'll see it. And there, there's some pros and cons to it. Again, it limits the pass game a little bit. It accentuates the run game. It's not really there to be this dynamic passing option or passing threat. But it opens a lot, uh, opens up a lot in the read option, the QB run game, which the Colts obviously want to do with Anthony yeah, Richardson. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see it much this weekend. But I think once the regular season uh, comes around and Richardson's starting, uh, I do think we're going to get a good amount of pistol. Uh, and pistol, as a lot of people say, it is uh, God's offense there. That's what it is. Do they say that? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot of people. All the people. <laughs> All the people are saying he's got offense. Uh, techno Gamer sixteen. Who are some depth wide receivers you think will pop out in the Bills game with Anthony Richardson as a starter, like Strawn or Smith? I think you have an answer to this one.
1: Are you gonna make me put the Cody Case out there? <laughs> no, I was gonna say Vincent oh. Smith. You've been okay. saying Vincent yeah.
0: Smith with Anthony Richardson. No, been so great.
1: Vincent Smith has really good chemistry with Anthony Richardson so far, and they try to connect on big plays together a lot. Like whenever Anthony's looking downfield and Vincent Smith is on the field. That's probably his read. Uh, so keep an eye on that. I, again, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition with a roster spot, but I'd be pretty surprised if Anthony doesn't find Smith for some sort of chunk play or three during the preseason.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had another pistol formation question here. Uh, have you seen Saiken use more pistol forms in his history? Uh, <laughs> makes sense for guys like Hertz and Richardson, so I wonder if you charted it all. I do have some buddy who has charted a lot of the Eagles work out of the gun last year. He said there was less than a, less than a dozen pistol uses last year, but they wanted Hurts to do more full field reads and more of a typical passing offense last year. So I think I'd have to go back to 2021 and chart some of that to see some of his pistol usage. But I think mainly when it comes to um, when it comes to Steigen wanting to use it with Richardson, it's more of him looking at that Florida tape and trying to bring some of the Florida things that Richardson did well to the nfl so i think that's where we really want to look if we want to look at how it can project to uh the nfl level here with the colts um zach do you see the colts using uh two back sets especially with a fullback do you think one of the tight ends will grab that role i don't think there's any running back on the roster that could be a fullback um
1: i think they would be more inclined to use kylan granson as an h-back right how we might see that done
0: yeah h-back or the sniffer back they'll have him kind of in the backfield a little bit there sniffer it's so yeah it's called a sniffer back again i don't want to go on too many tangents on this you're not even being able to chance to talk here because you guys are all asking me nerd stuff in this (laughs) last segment but uh, yeah, I can go into all sniffer backs at some point. Uh, that's actually what the Colts used a lot of back in 2018 with Tom Manning. So maybe that's uh, kind of bringing that back in here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, getting away from sniffer backs and stuff. Uh, if they do some two back sets, you could see like pistol formation, have Zach Moss next to Anthony Richardson. And if Jonathan Taylor does play this year as the back behind. And you could do some triple option type stuff with that there, which would be really cool. So yeah, you could see some two back sets this year. I think I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. We got Rich Wheeler asking us the question we all want to hear here: Should we sign another vet injury prone running back for the fourth day running, or just roll with Evan Hull, who apparently cannot get hurt? What do you what do you think, Jake?
1: Evan Hull, that's that's my guy so far. I, I mean, <laughs> around the league, you see fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted round free agents as rookies make an impact. And Evan Hall is, I mean, is he super consistent running between the tackles? No, but like we've seen him turn a corner and pick up big yards. He catches almost everything. We got to see how he is in pass protection. Um, but man, I, at this point guys are dropping like flies. So you need bodies as insurance, but I'm pretty fine with going with Evan Hall because Zach Moss isn't really going to miss a lot of time at the beginning of the regular season. If he hits the six-week threshold, that's only a couple days after their week one game. So as long as he's not like an incredibly slow healer, Moss will be back sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we got Adam Jamison here. Are we finally going to see more 13 personnel take advantage of those mismatches the tight ends provide? Now, I do want to stipulate that 13 personnel typically is not a throwing uh, like personnel group, unless you're, I mean, I guess if you have Granson in the slot and then you have two tight ends in line, like a Farrell Brown and, and um, a Jelani woods or Jelani woods and drew Ogletree, then you could count that technically as 13 personnel, even though Granson's out in the slot. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's a fake 13 personnel, I guess. But if you're talking true 13 personnel where all the guys are on the line of scrimmage, you're typically not throwing out of that. Uh, but we could see more 13 personnel. I, I know when Tom Manning was offense coordinator with the, with Iowa State, uh, they did run a lot of 13 personnel. They had some really good tight ends there. Uh, I believe they had that really athletic dude uh, who got drafted. Uh, I want to say it was Charlie Kolar, Kolar or whatever, who got drafted by the Ravens. They also had Chase Allen at tight end. They also had uh, Dylan Sainer, I think is his name. And they used a lot of 13 personnel um, to take advantage of defenses. So with Tom Manning coming back, running the tight end group, and kind of being involved in Steichen's offense, you know, we, we could see a good amount of 13 personnel. I don't know if we'll see it this weekend, but you know, I think, uh, I think we could there. Um, We got another question here about wide receivers. Is there any wide receiver on the market that you would like to sign? I don't have all the free agents in my head right now. Yeah.
1: I'd have to look, (laughs) but I mean, my gut tells me no because we're just talking about potential last roster spot guys. Like we're already pretty confident in their top five. Plus, They have several tight ends who make a good argument for that. Those positions kind of play off of each other. So I would
0: say no. Yeah. One thing I will say is the Colts had the fourth spot in the waiver wire until the end, until I think week three. Yeah.
1: So right, right before the beginning of the regular season, we could see something come up uh, off the waiver wire, but right now I'm cool with them not doing anything.
0: Yep. Yep. And then we've got one more question in particular for me. Who's the Zach Hicks camp darling most likely to not make the team this year. <laughs> Sadly, you know, I, I think this player's played his spot, played well into a spot on the team right now. Uh, and we've mentioned him a couple times already in this show. I think he should make it, but typically whenever I say some bottom of the roster linebackers should make it, they get cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Saguna Luby's played really well, though. Like He hasn't killed anyone the last few days. <laughs> but, like, we make jokes and stuff about Saguna Luby, but this is a, a smaller... Uh, linebacker who's really compact really fast really powerful mm-hmm. uh really good special team or two like I, I just think that he's going to be a really valuable player at the bottom of the linebacker depth chart so i don't know if he'll get cut because it's just how these things <laughs> happen but i think saguna louis should make the team
1: yeah he so automatically we don't know what jojo doman's injury is or how long he'll be out so that's a huge benefit for olubi uh i think I think he's more promising on defense than Grant Stewart is. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just, I think they kind of view him as this athletic explosive ball of clay on defense. Yeah. Uh, so as long as he keeps getting the mental aspect of it down and being able to identify <laughs> pass versus run and all that good <laughs> stuff, I, I think he'll be
0: fine. Yep, definitely. And one more question here. I just wanted to touch on this real quick for Mighty Mac. Uh, he's been asking some great like nerd questions in here that is going to take Jake off the podcast. Uh, need to explain that waiver wire for us. The Colts are going to be fourth in the waiver wire until week three. Once the new standings and records are updated across the league. Uh, but until then, the Colts are fourth in the waiver wire order. So any player that's waived from their team, like in final cutdowns or something, the Colts are only behind the Bears. Uh, who, who are the teams in front? Of? Bears, Texans and Cardinals, I believe. They'll only be behind those yeah. teams there. So they're going to have that prime um, waiver wire selection until week three of this season. So, they, you know, they can grab like if a good receiver gets waived from a team that's just loaded at receiver, they can grab one. Uh, and, yeah, this is another one here, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. so
1: their Stewart is pretty safe in general on the roster. Uh, again, like you said, special teamer. Um, but they're trying to find out who their backup Mike is right now between Doman, Stewart, and Olubi. Uh, so... If Alubi makes the roster, it still will be with Stewart on it. I really don't see him getting booted off by any means. Yep,
0: yep. I think that's all we have for today, guys. I know we kind of jumped around a little bit with those questions. So if you guys are listening on audio and you're like, oh, my gosh, these guys are flying <laughs> around, go over to our YouTube channel give us a sub and and watch uh, what we we're. you can kind of see where we were talking about. Uh, but every day, again, we're going to be back here right after the game on Saturday to talk about Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts and and how we watched until the end of the fourth quarter. But if you don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur at Fennell, and at Zach Hicks too, all on the beautiful site that is called X. Also subscribe to the Locked On Colts Podcast on YouTube or wherever you list your podcasts. We'd love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll see you guys back here on Saturday.